I'm Katie Sewell, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Tiffany Parks. Hello and welcome to The Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. Now, I know I speak for Katie as well as myself when I tell you that we are so excited about our big Rome adventure trip coming up in October. And if this is the first time you're hearing about this, go back a few episodes to episode 478, A Big Roman Announcement, where we talk all about this trip that we are planning for just 10 of our listeners. And each listener can bring one guest. So it is going to be a very intimate, very exclusive, and very fun and exciting way to see Rome with us We are going to be hanging out with you, taking you around, taking you on tours. I will be taking you on a tour every single morning. Anyway, if you'd like more details, go back and listen to that episode or just email us at bittersweetlifepodcast at gmail.com and we will give you even more details. But either way, I wanted to tell you about one of the things that I'm planning for that tour. Now, as you may have heard me say already, I am going to be taking you to places that are a little bit off the beaten track. Some places way off the beaten track, places that most Romans have never even been, maybe never even heard of, as well as some places that are maybe not so far off the beaten track, but just places that you probably won't go to on your first or maybe even your second visit to the city. And one of those places that falls in the second category, is San Clemente, the Basilica of San Clemente. This is a place that I take tourists not that often, quite honestly. It's not that commonly requested, but it is such an amazing sight. It is really, I mean, I I can't even say it's worth seeing. It's so far beyond just being worth seeing. If you've never been there, you've never heard of it, San Clemente is a site that has three different layers of history. Three different layers of history that you can see, that you can witness, that you can you can walk on. And if you know anything about Rome, you know that Rome is a city of layers. Rome is a city that has been constantly and continuously inhabited for almost 3,000 years. And so it's a city that has changed from century to century, from generation to generation, sometimes that change is very slow. But what's exciting is when you can see that change right in front of your eyes. And you can see in a site, in a monument, in a church like San Clemente, the physical layers of history right in front of you. And this is one of the things that gets me most excited about Rome. It's one of the things I love most about the city. And there's really no better place to see it than San Clemente. So I'm going to give you a mini taste of my San Clemente tour. Now, I usually spend about an hour there, 50 minutes to an hour. And so this is just a highly condensed version of that. But I want to give you an idea of what San Clemente is like and what it feels like to visit that site. Because if you just go to the topmost layer, what you have is a beautiful and very well-preserved low medieval church. Now, low medieval is actually the late part of the Middle Ages. In art history, you refer to the high Middle Ages as the 
as the, you know, the first few centuries after the fall of Rome, the 5th century, 6th century, 7th century, etc. So San Clemente is built in the low Middle Ages around the year 1100. It's a gorgeous church. It's full of beautiful art. It has some really important works of art, including a fresco cycle by Mazzolino in the early Renaissance in the 1480s, as well as glorious mosaics in the apse and on the triumphal arch that date to the very beginning of the church, the very founding of that church around the year 1100. So both of those things make this church worthwhile for a visit. But what really makes the church exciting is the fact that it was built upon an earlier church that stood in the same place. This earlier church was built around the year 400 AD. And although this earlier church was written about in some contemporary documents, up until the mid-1800s, people believed that it was simply an earlier version of the church that we have today. But it was the prior of the church, an Irish priest named Father Maluli, who discovered that actually there was an entirely abandoned church underneath the later church. And they started excavating in the in the 1580s, and they discovered that the earlier church was a completely separate structure, larger than the church above it, and full of frescoes from the 7th century, the 8th century, the 9th century, some really important frescoes that had, of course, not been seen for centuries. But not only that, they excavated even further, and they discovered that underneath that earlier basilica, the basilica that dates to around the year 400, there were other ancient buildings, ancient buildings that date back to the first century AD, specifically a Roman domus, a private home, and an industrial building that is probably a mint. And in the Roman domus, in the private home, a Mithraeum, which is a temple to the religion Mithraism, was added in the second century AD. So you have these incredibly old buildings that because they were abandoned, because they were filled in with dirt in order to be able to build the church above the church from the early medieval period, they are extremely well preserved. You can walk from the upper church down to the lower church and that already gives you this kind of eerie sense of stepping back in time. I don't know about you, but whenever I go underground, especially if the site is completely closed off from the upper level, no windows, 100% underground, I always feel like I'm stepping back in time. And that feeling definitely happens when you step down into the lower level of the church but even more so on a much more dramatic level when you go underneath that underground level to a level even further beneath that is so far underground that when you step down there, you can literally feel the temperature drop. You can smell this kind of dank, musty smell that is common to sites that are deep, not only deep underground, but also that are extremely old. And it's kind of an unpleasant smell, but I actually like the smell because of what it represents, because it, again, gives me the sense that I'm going back in time. You really feel when you step down into that lowest level that you are going into another world, kind of. 
And you can wander through the rooms of the ancient industrial building from the first century. There is also a spring down there, a natural spring. And you can, so you can hear water flowing as you walk through this site. And it's the eeriest thing because the rooms are so small and it's so dark down there. And the passages from room to room are so narrow that you feel like you can hear this water flowing, but you can't find it unless you know where to find it. You can also see the rooms of the Mithraeum where the god Mithras was worshipped. And that has its own mysterious nature to it. And there's even a street which it's really more of an alley, a, a very narrow alley that divided these two buildings, the ancient Roman Domus and the ancient industrial building. This extremely narrow street that gives you a sense of what it was like to walk down an ancient Roman road. Of course, you can't walk down that little alley, firstly because it's blocked off, but secondly because it is so narrow that your shoulders would rub against both sides as you walked down. But again, it just gives you that sense of stepping back in time. And it was actually discovered that those buildings, those two first century AD buildings were built on the foundations of even earlier buildings from the first century BC. Unfortunately, you cannot visit those because they are not, they were not much lower. They were maybe a meter lower maybe a meter or two lower than the lowest visitable level. But they were completely destroyed, these first century BC buildings, in the fire of Nero of, 16, of 64 AD. And so because the buildings were, were destroyed, they decided to just build on top, kind of like what they did in Seattle, except it was the early 1900s. Um, the Great Fire of Seattle, which, by the way, if you go to Seattle, you can visit underground Seattle, the level of the city that used to be inhabited before this fire. But we're not talking about the early 1900s here. We're talking about the first century BC. And we're not talking about one layer underground, but three layers underground. Uh, unfortunately, the extremely lowest level was never excavated. At a certain point, I think you get to the point where it's dangerous to go any lower. Um, and you'll see when you're down there that they have had to build in support systems so that under the weight of the church above, the entire site does not collapse. But it's perfectly safe. And it is, like I said, so fascinating. And this is one of the places that I'm going to be taking our little group in October, during this exciting trip, and it's located on the Chelian Hill, just behind the Colosseum. And in fact, there are some other sites around there, amazing sites right around there that we'll be visiting on that same tour, including the Church of Santo Stefano in Rotondo, which is the one of the only completely circular churches in Rome, as well as the Church of Santi Quattro Coronati, which not only has a beautiful medieval cloister, as well as a small chapel that was frescoed in the Middle Ages and is sometimes referred to as the medieval Sistine Chapel for how beautiful it is. I can't wait to share these places with you. I can't wait to see them through your eyes. So if this sounds like something you'd like to do, don't miss out on the first ever and perhaps only ever Bittersweet Life Rome trip this October. Just get in touch with us by emailing at 
bittersweetlifepodcast at gmail.com. Looking forward to seeing you. Bye. And Katie, popping in here just to say, do not be shy. If you have come to this episode late and you think, well, they couldn't possibly have any rooms left at this time, just send us a note to find out. Bittersweetlifepodcast at gmail.com. We are putting together a waiting list for any cancellations that we might have. So even if you can't get a room right now, you might get one in the future. But there might be one left too. So send us an email, bittersweetlifepodcast at gmail.com, and we'll send you all the information to this magical, magical week in Rome. Yeah.